Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf? Today on Podcast Magoria. Welcome to another episode of Podcast Magoria's Halloween A to Z. I'm Autumn. And I'm James. <laughs> and we are moving on to our B movie, mm. <laughs> <laughs> which is The Beast Must Die. Yeah. We're, I'm just going to go ahead and say what we're doing because I've been so excited about this movie for so long. Yeah. Yeah. This is one that we've, um, it's been kind of on the back burner for a little while and, um, it didn't really like, I guess like fit in throughout like the seasons as far as like, you know, cause we tend to have like kind of like themes yeah. for, for like when we do movie reviews each month and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and it just like, we this like wasn't to have there. a, we, yeah, we like to have a certain flow. Yep. Yeah, and this one didn't really hit any of those flows, but what a perfect time to do it than um, the A to Z. That's right. <laughs> it's almost like we use it as an excuse to watch the movies we want to watch all year. <laughs> right? Yeah, I had just stumbled upon this movie uh, one day while browsing Shudder. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, spoiler alert of where you can find this. Yep. But literally, like, I was like, whoa, that's a pretty cool cover. What's this about? And I saw the trailer, and the thing about this movie is is that it's got a gimmick. Yes, it does. Yeah, it (laughs) makes it a little bit fun. Yeah. (laughs) I really wish I knew what the theater experience was like for this movie. Yeah, could you imagine seeing this for the first time in theaters instead of at home? Yeah. Like, Like, especially if it was a bunch of people, like opening night you know mm-hmm. nobody's ever seen this before right um and, and we'll get in a second to what we're talking about <laughs> um but you know just picture 1974 i don't like i know like there there are other movies that kind of have this thing but there aren't other i don't i don't know of too many horror films yeah that would kind of hit it from this angle and what we're discussing kitties is the fact that this is it's ultimately a detective film yep and it literally tells you that in the opening of the film. Yeah. It's just that it just happens that there's a horror element here, yeah. which is... Uh, finding out who the werewolf is. Right. So we're playing a game of werewolf. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is basically <laughs> like, if you if you will, um, just imagine it's like a little bit of like an Agatha Christie, like, um, detective film. Well, you know, it is based off of a short story called There Shall Be No Darkness. So, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, so there's there's your thing. And also, like, you know, again, like, you know, Ag- Agatha Christie kind of thing. But also, um, if you're a fan of the movie Clue, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of got that. Because, um, you know, and I guess let's go ahead and jump into the opening of the movie. Yeah, which is explaining the rules. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really neat. Like where the you know the narrator's like, what you're about to experience is a detective film, and that it is your job, dear viewer, to figure out who amongst the guests in this uh, in this house are is actually a werewolf. Right. Um, uh, it, it look t- out for the clues. Yeah, look out for the clues at the towards the end of the movie. There will be a break. 
for the you to werewolf cons- break. Yes, the werewolf break uh, to consider your clues, and then the uh, werewolf will be revealed. It. I mean, if there was ever a way to keep an audience engaged, right? Um, I mean, it's already kind of a fun movie, but like throwing that extra element to it was just it, it's a neat gimmick mm-hmm. um that makes it, it it kind of throws it back to you know like your older movies where it's just you know because like and i don't know if like movies didn't have it like specifically in the film it'd be like a theater or whatever would have their like oh it's the bewitching hour and remember right. there'll be an intermission where we'll you know be raising the dead and they would have like fake skeletons and shit yeah you know and so this is like forcing that taking it a little bit like a step further like you know, other than like movies like um uh, house of wax or something like that mm-hmm. where you know there's that kind of like audience um you know engagement right you know and so that's pretty neat that this movie kind of goes back to that style yeah yeah as i said i wish i had been there to see it in theaters oh for sure especially with this solid opening soundtrack that sweet disco music uh, <laughs> Uh, I would consider it more funk because it is definitely an o- a funky opening. Theme. It is. It is a disco funky funk. There we go. Um, and you, I mean, are automatically thrown in to seeing like a helicopter and these guys getting like rifles and stuff and chasing after a man through the woods. Yeah, and you really are just like so confused by yeah. this situation you have no idea what's going on because as the guys are chasing the man and they come up to him they don't capture him or like mm-hmm. shoot him with like real bullets or anything so you're like what the heck yeah um all the while like you see all these various um means of surveillance uh, surveillance that are uh hidden in the woods like uh cameras and the <laughs> the awkward giant microphones that are sticking out of the ground i I love the camera parts though because they keep showing the camera but it's the same zoom in on the same freaking camera for every scene yeah (laughs) um there's another part later on in the movie where it's supposed to be like oh this is getting captured like footage from one of the cameras in the woods Mm -hmm. you know on the monitor but it's obvious that they're just playing back an earlier part in the film oh yeah yeah because like you know a camera duct taped to a tree isn't going to be getting like all these different angles the way that it's shot it's just like yeah come on guys you you didn't understand that surveillance cameras you know (laughs) don't have panning shots like this yeah and all this like perspective stuff well yeah and there's always uh well some of the security footage that they show uh shows like zoom ins on faces like at the right moment yeah stuff like that too it's not working yeah um all the while this is happening there's obviously a a guy that in a in like a home base like communicating to the guards and stuff you know that you know so and so you know that that the target is in sector like two six six four eight nine and stuff like that you know and just like spitting out all this like kind of like jargon while they're hunting him Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, flat out, just kind of a what the hell's going on? Like, you start to kind of get go, okay, well. Yeah, maybe they're training for something. Yeah, this is like a training. Like, we know there's a werewolf movie, so maybe they're training for capturing a werewolf. You right. Know? 
At first, though, I thought, oh, is this guy supposed to be the werewolf? It was like, is oh, that right. why everybody's chasing yeah, him? Yeah, it's know? just like, oh, well, he knows that he's a werewolf, and so he has a team of people to stop him from going out and hurting innocent people. Right. That's, that's what I thought. It was just like, it's basically taking it to the next level. Instead of just, like, chaining himself to a bed, mm-hmm. he has all these guys with, like, maybe their tranquilizer, you know, guns or something like that. Right. You know, and so it's like, okay, like... I don't want to be killed, but I also don't want to kill other people. And so that's the most responsible way to take care of that. <laughs> we are shortly broken of this werewolf uh, training fantasy by seeing that this man's in the room re- reviewing the footage from the training. Yeah. And then it's just basically discussion about the equipment and just, I mean, cool that they're doing like all this like heavy explanation Uh as far as because like you were just kind of like confused for the first 10 minutes of the movie right and then and then they it's heavy on the explanation (laughs) we're doing this because i i suspect there's gonna be a werewolf and yeah i'm a hunter and uh i like hunting things and yeah it 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 just just, goes on and on (laughs) yeah yeah it is it is really really um (laughs) awkward yeah Um, uh turns out he is i mean he is a world-renowned hunter mm -hmm. he's very rich he needs protection as well so you know he's like it's a win-win yep exactly because like you know being that rich you you can't get that rich without making a few enemies this then goes to the man explaining to his party guests what's going on yeah and it's a very just kind of like okay okay well first of all let's say the man's name is tom let's get that out of the way um tom our main guy our main character um Okay, so everybody in this movie does an interesting idea of of acting. Okay, <laughs> and we got some high quality actors here yeah. too. Yeah, because uh, you're gonna see. Um, I mean, we've got freaking uh, Michael Gamden. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. best known as you know, Dirty Dumbledore. Dirty Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got the uh, the narrator from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. Um, and then the legendary man himself, Peter Cushing, is in it. You mm-hmm. know, from, I mean, shit. Take your pick as far as what he's from. But right. but you know. But everybody, it's almost like they're acting in their own movie. And Tom is no exception. Yeah. Because the way he serves his, as a matter of fact, lines about how everybody at the dinner party, the reason why he's gathered them is the fact that they're, they all have a common trait, which is they're all attached to death. No matter mm-hmm. where they go, it seems mysterious to him that um, someone happens to die. Yeah, or human flesh is eaten. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like some of like um, the guy that we um, that we the whole film was calling Matt Barry, um, uh, yeah. Paul Foot. Um, <laughs> he he like had sampled human flesh at like some sort of ceremony or some shit. Yeah, and, like, and was arrested for a while for that. Yeah, it's just like yeah. So everybody has some sort of like attachment to potentially being a werewolf right you know they have some sort of practice there i okay so i i want to poke the bear a little bit more about tom's performance (laughs) and it's just because the fact that like i I have a question for you okay do you think that he like do you think the actor thought that because of the subject matter he was supposed to be like really macabre 
Maybe. And that's just kind of like, you know how like sometimes people don't know how to do that. And so then it's just like this weird, like it's this weird like angle that he hit it at where he just sound like he, he, instead of being like macabre, he just sounds bored. Yeah. I couldn't tell if he was trying to sound like more mysterious than he actually (laughs) could sound yeah or what but there was definitely something a little bit off about the acting um i mean i enjoyed every time he was on the screen because i knew i was gonna get a kind of over the top performance yeah well that's the thing is like (laughs) here's the thing Typically, this would take you out of the film. Right. But somehow it works. It adds to yeah, it. Somehow you just go, oh, yeah. like This it, this guy's an eccentric <laughs> rich man. Yes. Yes, yes. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everybody's kind of just like, you know, like, how dare you make accusations and stuff. And, he, and then he also goes, oh, by the way, I believe one of you is a werewolf. And yeah, everybody's like, "Really, a werewolf? Yeah, Are the, do those even exist? What the hell's wrong with you?" He ends up having a conversation behind closed doors with his wife Caroline, um, to which you know he's he's talking about his plan that this is you know gathering everybody is how he's going to catch because if he didn't get this explained to you enough in the first twenty minutes, they're making damn sure that you understand uh-huh. that he is finding a werewolf tonight oh yeah we've heard it so many times by now and and caroline is just like well this is ridiculous Mm -hmm. and you i think you're losing your mind plus also what if the werewolf is me yeah she's like really kind of adamant about him not investigating the werewolf she's like well i'm worried about you and uh you know you don't want to hurt anybody do you (laughs) which like to her surprise, when she asks the question, what if the werewolf was me, he just does finger gun and goes, pow. Yeah. And it's just he, like... He is going to get this werewolf. Regardless of who it may be. <laughs> um, and this is one of many like potential red herrings that you'll see amongst a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. Because they all end up doing something along the way that's pretty suspect. Yeah. I mean, if you weren't already suspect of a lot of them from Tom introducing them, essentially, then, you know. Yeah. Uh, we have our first character try to uh, fly the coop, Jan, who I called Jan the entire movie until, yeah. like, the back half where they actually said his name. Yeah. All the captioning said... It, well, it's, it's just like, Jan. Yeah, it's Jan. Yeah. I knew a Jan. Jan, yeah, Jan can be a neutral name, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, no, it turns out it was Jan. But anyway, Jan, played by Michael, uh, Michael Gammon, you know, Dirty Dumbledore. <laughs> um, he hops in a car and drives off because he's got to get out of there. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and Tom, of course, is like, you know, on high alert. And yeah. he immediately gives chase and is not inconspicuous about it. No. <laughs> like, no. Jan immediately catches on. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, uh, okay, so this this made me at first think that this whole movie was going to be chase scenes. Yeah, because it's definitely like that classic 70s car chase scene, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom ends up catching up uh, with Jan, and um, and that's that with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there wasn't really a big resolution or anything nope. to that scene. Just don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, if you, everyone's got to stay here, is kind of the, the, uh, the delivery that uh, Tom has. Tom ends up talking to his, uh, I would say, like I guess, head of security, uh, Pavel, 
mm-hmm. um, about, you know, various aspects. Again, they're driving home the connection to death and and who all is really because um, I don't think Tom is convinced 100 percent that everybody is like realistically the uh, 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 werewolf. Uh-huh. He has his favorites, which yeah. like Paul ends up being one in particular that they point out because he had done a painting that featured the face of a, of a victim that yes. had been eaten. Yeah, and he chalks it all up to coincidence, yeah. of course. Din-din time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked this part because they kind of go into like that pseudoscience of... Mm-hmm. How a werewolf could actually be real? Yeah, like um, the do- um, Doctor Longren, Peter Cushing's character. Yes, he's explaining like, oh yeah, it is possible for a werewolf to actually exist. Yeah, and and yeah, that, when it comes to the pseudoscience stuff, like it is a monologue about how the lymphatic system creates a um, you know various glandular secretions that lead to various um changes in the nature of a person in their body and that it can cause aggression as well as um body hair growing mm-hmm. and various transmorgifications of the uh of the individual yeah i mean and and that sounds heavy in that little sentence i gave but it's heavier this goes in the on. movie <laughs> yeah yeah it feels like you're in a lecture hall yeah i uh, mean he even gets into like how like over time, the werewolves having to eat the flesh and drink the blood of their victims, mm-hmm. like you know, it cures them for a while, but over time, it gives them like a blood disease, yeah. which leads to their degeneration. Yeah. Um, what I like about that, uh, about this scene, is all the while that he's giving this long speech about um, of of you know werewolfism. He also ends up, like, while that's happening, the dinner is being served. It's <laughs> yes. this big, bloody roast. And there's, like, <laughs> this, like, bloody-looking gravy. Yeah. And everybody's just kind of going, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, like, most of the table is kind of grossed out by the yeah. food now. But there's one particular guest that's like, actually, I'm interested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it's pretty funny while that's going on. Um Tom then uh, begins to talk about uh, that when uh, the wolf is revealed, he will catch it. Jan, who up, up to this point was pretty suspect, ends up going, well, obviously this is an easy uh, thing to figure out because werewolves are famously allergic to silver mm-hmm. and we have right before us a silver candlestick. Yeah. So we'll pass it around to each guest and um, this will, you know, suss out who it could potentially be. Now, mm-hmm. immediately, Tom himself is skipped. Yeah, I thought that was kind of suspicious. Mm-hmm. Beddington's kind of having a hard time taking the stick, too. Yeah, yeah. Beddington asks, uh, you know, uh, is very, very opposed to it. And, um, you know, he does end up touching it. And... Um, you know, Caroline, uh, Tom's wife, um, is just absolutely disgusted by the whole thing mm-hmm. and says that dinner is ruined and oh. storms out of the room. Oh, yeah. Everybody rushes off to get a drink, essentially, at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? It's been a heavy night. I don't blame them. Right. <laughs> Half of them didn't eat either, though, so that 
those drinks are going to go straight to their heads. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the party in, I'm going to call it the conservatory because I like Clue. Right. <laughs> we get some more werewolf science. That's right. Yeah, they discuss more about werewolf lore. Um, all the while, uh, Dr. Lundgren is uh, now talking about another way to detect uh, werewolves is through the plant wolfsbane because mm -hmm. it's basically an allergen uh, to a person that is a werewolf and it will give the effect of the full moon drawing out uh, the wolf within. Meanwhile, Tom mm -hmm. is outside looking at some wolfsbane. Oh, what hmm. are the chances? <laughs> Pretty coincidental. <laughs> um, he hears a sound of somebody watching him. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> then somebody this person that was watching tom throws an axe at his head and we have another chase yeah tom almost gets gets killed <laughs> i was kind of expecting it though i was like okay so we're just gonna kill off the main character and then the guests have got to figure out who the werewolf is which i mean isn't completely out of the ordinary for a classic detective story right. or even like uh with clue itself mr body yeah. I mean, I would have been very upset because um, I need Tom on the screen. Yeah, I love Tom. I need to hear his lines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> his mildly tired with it all lines. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think, okay, and uh, God, I can't help it, but um, maybe it's a, he literally, like the actor was actually tired of the lines. Like maybe it's yeah. like what we're seeing is take 56 of each line. Oh my god, poor and guy. So, like they just kept like maybe the director was a uh, a Kubrick type that um is just like oh, well we got to do 700 takes. No. Because that's how you're going to get the perfect, you know, line and sometimes you know the first one's the good one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, Tom fortunately does not die from a, a pitchfork to the head, um, goes back to the green uh, greenhouse and takes the label off of the wolfsbane. Now, I thought, okay, that that meant that he was going to sneakily hide wolfsbane around the house, mm -hmm. you know, because it's pretty looking. It's a nice yeah. little plant. Um, so I thought that he was going to use it uh, sneaky. No, instead he freaking announces it to the entire yeah. house. I got Wolfsbane here. Yeah, yeah, Wolfsbane, get your Wolfsbane. Um, yeah, he <laughs> he's just some storming into the room, into the conservatory, um, and and yeah, and announces Wolfsbane just, and then proceeds to explain what we just heard from the doctor. Yeah, but he he is adamant about getting to the bottom of this damn werewolf thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Bennington again acts extremely frustrated mm -hmm. with uh, with the wolves being being in the room with him. But mm. we have two missing party guests. That's right, Davina and uh, and Jan are uh, missing. It's pretty suspicious. Yeah, uh, t uh, Tom ends up going to his his little hub of security, and uh, and we get. Um, Probably, like, the second occurrence of the security cameras, obviously being just the, the film camera. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's just the film, you know, it's the film. Um, <laughs> and we see Davina and Jan discussing this whole situation. Yeah. Because um, we need that. We, uh, we yeah, need more we need of that. more explanation. That's right. Yeah. You know, but Jan's kind of in the camp of going, well, maybe there is a wolf, which I, I thought was a little like, I guess maybe that's your, oh, maybe he's the wolf because mm. he's not completely going, oh, no, this guy's nuts. Let's get out of here. It's a, well, you know, 
There are strange things in the world. Mm. Mm. We do hear a wolf howl, too, during yep. this part. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> Meanwhile, with the rest of the group, they're all drinking, talking. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're having a good time or not. I can't really tell. But yeah. <laughs> Bennington decides to point out, Paul, you, you, you're you awfully hairy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Rude. <laughs> right. <laughs> Paul kind of brushes this all off, but at the same time uh, finds this as a perfect moment to excuse himself for the evening, which is just like, you know what? If you get accused for something, hang out. Yeah. Hang out for like 15 minutes and then go, oh, God, I'm tired. You know, yeah. instead of going immediately from one sentence to the next going, how dare you? Oh, I got to go to bed. Right. Mm. Um, <laughs> Didn't he make a comment about, oh, well, you know how how hands get hairy or or did we make that joke? I can't remember. You know, I'm not really sure. It wouldn't <laughs> surprise me because Paul's character flat out like. That's why we recast him. At, okay, we've recast this whole movie, but yeah. Paul is definitely Matt Berry, like yeah, 100%. It, if you just imagine him, like all of his line delivery being Matt Berry saying it, it's just like, it takes it to a whole new level. <laughs> um, but he's just like this, like, I don't know, cool dude. <laughs> yeah, wears a hat, has long hair. Yeah, yeah, know? white suit. Like, he's just, you know, hanging out, having a good time, and doesn't take anything serious gives none of the fucks um he he goes back to his room and um tom and uh, well he does something suspicious where he's gonna shave and then decides not to shave well yeah yeah and 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 tom this is the thing is like tom is watching via the camera all the way up to the point that paul goes into the bathroom to which they didn't put cameras in there because right, that's creepy. Right. That is. Um, regardless of hunting uh, werewolves, even werewolves should be able to poop without someone watching. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we, the audience, get to see Paul in the bathroom and he goes to shave his hands and decides not to. Um, and then Tom comments to Pavel that he's just like, you know, I honestly can't remember if Paul has always been that hairy or if this is or if he's developing mm-hmm. hair. He's just like, so this is inconclusive evidence. Tom also sees footage of the gang kind of gossiping and I guess he hears some bad stuff about himself and he's like, I'm going to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He takes his gun with him. And... Yeah, well, and then, and then, like he, okay, so... <laughs> That that whole like scene is it's kind of funny because the fact that he's like it looks like he's prepping to go out to hunt because yeah because he takes off his shirt puts on a leather shirt yeah and it grabs a gun grabs a rifle and then goes well I'm packing it in you stay up I'm gonna I'm gonna get some shut eye yeah like he's going to go to his bedroom and then sits down in the chair right next to him and you know yeah. takes a takes a slumber. Yeah, and it's just such a like I don't know like that's a it was a weird line like like series of choices. There. Yeah, maybe maybe it was the original lines that they didn't change because they couldn't get a set ready for his room or something. Yeah, I don't know. Something don't know. weird happened there. Yeah, but it was funny. Yeah, oh, yeah, seeing yeah. him put on that jacket and go, well, time, time to rest. Yeah, time <laughs> to go to bed. As as night continues on, we see, you know, panning shot across the house. Everybody has gone to bed. It all is quiet. Um, and then something activates one of the sensor alarms 
um, to which Pavel ends up waking Tom up going, hey, we've got something on the uh, on the perimeter. And Tom is quick. Oh, to yes. get up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's I ha- no. I haven't seen anybody move that quick. <laughs> yeah, know? no, no. He wasn't wiping the sleep out of his eyes, going, "Oh God, what now?" I was having the weirdest dream. No, he's <laughs> just like, "Like I kill it, man. Direct me where it is. Tell me exactly where its location is." And so, Tom goes running out into the woods, mm-hmm. and we get a pretty intense, yeah, like like scene here where the the target is closing in on Tom. Yeah, first Tom is closing in on him, and then I guess it realizes that and starts essentially stalking him back. Yeah. Um, the hunter becomes the hunted. Ooh. Uh, you know, Pavel back at, at home base is, you know, telling him exactly where... He, he can't see the target on camera. It's not... It's, it's, it managed, like, the wolf knows where the cameras are. Because it's mm-hmm. managing to stay out of sight. Yeah. Like, it can't do much about the, the sensors detecting its footprints or, or its footsteps, but it um it at least knows to stay out of sight. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it's practically on top of Tom, and Tom can't see it. Yeah. And plus, I mean, it does move really fast because yes, it, it ends up zooming past him. And yeah. I couldn't even see, like, it was... Yeah, you a just see like a, like a furry blur. Yeah. Uh, Tom pops off a couple of shots, but then the uh, the target on the sensors is clearly going to the house, which and Tom <gasps> is screaming on the on the walkie, you know, Pavel, arm yourself, get out of there, it's coming to get you. And Pavel's just like, I'm not worried about no dog. Now, he waits until the last second uh-huh. to actually grab a gun, and instead of grabbing any of the giant machine guns rifles what have you bazooka i don't know um he gets just a little pistol yeah to defend well, himself maybe with. that's all he knows how but, to use maybe but it is against a werewolf right does he even have silver bullets and so yeah he's just sitting there and then you see a really cool shadow of the wolf um mm-hmm. because it has it's above him in the skylight that i'm telling you right now design flaw for a uh, a base of operations yeah i probably <laughs> wouldn't have a skylight yeah but it was a cool shot oh wonderful shot and it's even cool like when you look up and you see that the werewolf's like standing up on the chimney yeah and of course he shoots at him and misses yeah so that that lets the werewolf just come right on in just jumps on through just jumps right on in yep <laughs> yep now um i'd like to point out the fact that yes we do see the werewolf which is like what is it like a german shepherd with a wig on yeah it's some sort of <laughs> it's not a wolf it's not a wolf it's and, a wolf <laughs> yeah and, and it's yeah like it's not you know because even the because yeah the the poster for it has like a wolfman face yeah in a def- moon it's definitely like a classic werewolf on the cover yeah yeah so you're just like okay we're gonna see a wolfman yeah and no no, no this is a dog it's a dog in a wig uh, <laughs> <laughs> um tom arrives at the base of operations unfortunately too late discovering that not only has pavel been killed but all the equipment has been destroyed arg Arg, indeed. <laughs> the guests all come out of their rooms after hearing all the commotion. Um, to which Tom is just like, oh, well, you know, nothing to worry about. Everything's perfectly fine. They're like, well, we heard a scream. We heard gunshots. Yeah, like, there's obviously something going on. And we're all here because supposedly there's a werewolf. So maybe don't play it off like everything's cool. <laughs> um, Tom 
instantly notices that Paul is not amongst the group. <gasps> I knew it. That I son knew of a bitch. Ooh. Um, he goes to Paul's room and discovers that Paul is fast asleep mm-hmm. in bed. He has taken some sleeping pills. However, we do see that um, the window to the room is open. Mm. Mm, so maybe he's baking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Now Tom brings in the cavalry, mm-hmm. decides to bring the helicopter back yes. in to scan the area. Yeah. yeah, he's got like infrared cameras like yeah. and stuff. Like he's yeah, he is tonight is the night he says that we're get like no matter what this is it. We're getting that wolf. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, all the while, the uh, the guests are playing croquet. Uh, well, not all the guests because oh, yeah. uh, Davina is talking to Caroline. Essentially, she's told her, hey, I'm really scared of getting killed by the werewolf. I want to take me and Jan back home. We've got to leave. You got to tell Tom. Yeah, yeah. You, you you can tell him. You're you're his wife. Yeah. Uh, just tell him that Jan is uh is sick. Yeah. You know. Um. To which Tom's just like, yeah, Hell yeah, no. yeah, yeah, fuck <laughs> off. Um. And then um, proceeds to go and sabotage. Um, all of the cars. Like literally goes from that conversation to the cars and sabotages all yeah, he, of them. Yeah, he, he removes. I can't remember. They said, they later on say what piece he had taken away. Yeah. Uh, but I, I have not. It looks like he has sockets. Like, yeah. For like, like, like a socket wrench is what he took out of it, which I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> I don't know what he took, but... but but yeah, he ends up going out into the woods to uh, to dispose of the parts. Um, and we see that he's again being uh, followed by a dog. Oh, just a little doggy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he ends up uh, tying the dog to the barn. However, he hasn't just been being watched by the dog. He's being watched by somebody that has a bow and arrow. Yeah, but the dog is alerting him. Like, mm-hmm. he sees this person. Uh-huh. The person gets scared away because of the dog. But... Yeah. As Tom keeps walking through the woods, he gets actually shot with the arrow. And it turns out... Shot at with the arrow. Look, shot well, with the arrow shot... means he got hit. Okay, <laughs> yes, he, he did get shot at yeah. because it lands on a tree right next to him. Yeah, you yeah, know, I mean, an inch away from his face, yeah. Yeah, the classic gag. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. and who was it that shot the arrow? Our friend Paul. <laughs> yep, who is so incredibly nonchalant about almost killing Tom. Tom also, though, very cool with it. Yeah, there's, yet again, not really a resolution to this no. scene. It's just more of a, oh, dang, okay, well, no. Oh, right. by the way, yeah, yeah, and, then, <laughs> and then Paul's just like, what you got in the bag there? And he goes, oh, just some car parts, and throws them into a stream. Yeah, <laughs> and Paul... Yep doesn't freak out about that either like yeah. there, there's no freaking out here yeah um dinner time again um tom ends up revealing to everybody that he has uh removed a, an important part of the car uh, i really can't believe he just straight up like admitted to yeah. sabotage like yeah. that and then he's just like he's just like i'm rich like when all this is done and i've killed the werewolf i'll fix your car he's yeah. just like he's like oh, i'll buy you a new car it doesn't matter <laughs> it's just like, well, I mean, right. you know, when cars are only a thousand dollars each, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. And he's he's, uh, I believe, a billionaire. Yeah, nineteen seventy four. So. Yeah, so. amazing. What the hell does Tom do? I don't know. Well, <laughs> he's a world renowned hunter. That's I, all fair I know. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, 
Tom offers to do the candlestick gag again, uh, which everybody is just kind of like, really? We're doing this again? Now, this is interesting because of the fact, as we mentioned earlier, Tom did not touch the candlestick. Yeah. Um, this time, however, he does have it in his hand. Yeah. But this time, Paul passes on the candlestick. Mm-hmm. Beddington's fixing to touch the candlestick, mm-hmm. but Caroline stops him. Yeah. Because she's yet again disgusted with this display. She thinks this is the worst thing Tom could ever do. Yeah, yeah. She ends up throwing the um, the candlestick through a mirror and then in a fit of rage um, slams her fist on the table, cutting her hand on a plate she breaks. Mmm, some yummy blood for the werewolf, huh? <laughs> That's right, some yummy uh, tomato paste. <laughs> Tom prepares his rifle again um, and is working on uh, the equipment in the um, in the base of operation. However, he hears a wolf howl and starts going bananas through mm-hmm. the house. Yeah, and Caroline's like, you've got to stop this. This is yep. ridiculous. And he starts going into all the guests' rooms to bang to see them and starts confronting them about who's possibly missing and stuff and realizes that Paul is missing yet again. Oh, um, time for a chase in the helicopter. That's right. Tom gets in the helicopter and uh, we see the wolf running through the wo- uh, the woods. Okay. This is ridiculous. We get a lot of gunfire in this part where, yeah. you know, for someone that's supposed to be a world-renowned hunter, he can't shoot worth shit. No, this is like a machine gun, so you would think that it'd be easy to hit the wolf with a machine gun, right? Yeah, yeah, he misses it every shot. Um, eventually, um, he has them, you know, ha- like the wolf gets to like a barn area and... Um, Tom has the helicopter bring him down because he's going to hunt the wolf on foot. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, maybe he'll do a better job. Or maybe he'll just unload clip after clip into a building, not even having a clear target to shoot at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> he goes into uh, the barn. Caroline comes in for whatever reason. And the wolf is there before them. Luckily, the dog comes and starts fighting the wolf. While Tom is trying to get a shot to shoot the the wolf, Caroline keeps grabbing the gun and, yeah. and putting it down. And I realize that she's probably doing it so he doesn't accidentally shoot the dog. However, the dog is literally being mauled by the wolf. Yeah. So <laughs> you might as well take the shot. Right. Um, unfortunately, uh, that is not how things go on. The uh, The wolf gets away. Um, kills the pilot. Kills the pilot. Tom, again, being the great shot that he is, blows up the helicopter. Yeah, so now the pilot's body is just burned to a crisp, too. (laughs) Yep. Caroline uh, runs over to their poor uh, Poochums, who is uh, all sorts of uh, tattered from uh, the wolf attack, crying over the dog. Um, Davina shows up, as well as Dr. Lundgren uh, shows up. Uh, which I was I was kind of surprised that they yeah out of the up. crew <laughs> which I mean like maybe that was meant to be like a, oh they suddenly showed up as soon as the wolf was off screen maybe they're mm. the wolf I didn't take it as that I just took it as two people just there's like like well we haven't seen these characters a whole lot well I will say I was a little suspicious of Doctor Lundgren 
Oh. When I saw this, I was like, hmm, where mm. did he pop up from? How'd he get there so fast? Yeah, for an old guy. Yeah. Um, Tom tells uh, tells them to take you know Caroline back to the uh, to the house while he takes care of the dog. Mm-hmm. This uh, solidifying this movie's placement on the website uh, does the dog die dot com. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. The dog is definitely deceased. Yes. <laughs> At the house, we have a couple of accusations to give out. Yep. Uh, Tom accuses uh, Paul and Jan again. Um, the doctor points out that Bennington was also missing during all the excitement. Um Tom rushes to Bennington's room to discover that not only is it a flat mess and that there's blood everywhere, but also that Bennington is dead. So there so, goes that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> a womp womp, which he was like in second place for me. Yeah. Yeah. I really did. Like I was, I had figured that I was like, there's a good chance that he was going to be the wolf. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So damn. <laughs> uh, morning time comes. Tom explains uh, to the survivors that um, that there is no point in calling the cops because mm-hmm. the fact that, first of all, there's no way the cops are going to believe that a werewolf killed these people. Yeah, even though he's trying to convince these people that a werewolf is real, but yeah. okay. But, um, but ultimately, he also is just like, this is the last night. We need, if you guys could just hold off one more night of the full moon, then all will be solved. And the beast must die. Yep, he says the lie. He said the lie in the movie. He said the title of the movie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, We see Paul again um, out in the woods, clearly trying to escape. He gets electrocuted by a logic fence. Not enough to kill him, kids. Yeah. But, But enough to make him go, ooh. Uh, Tom catches them and brings them back to the house. Um, and this is where we get the werewolf break. Mm-hmm. Yep, because Tom thinks he's got it figured out. Yep. So the audience should think that they got it figured out. And this is where we will stop describing what actually happens in the movie because we want you guys to watch it. Yeah, and maybe you need a werewolf break to figure out who the werewolf actually is. And it's neat because the fact that it's got like this like you know, crazy music playing. It's mm-hmm. showing the face of each one of the suspects and it's got the clock going because it gives you 30 seconds to yep. make your final choice. Yep. Apparently in one uh, country, they didn't do the werewolf break for some reason. Oh, wow. Uh, I think it was Italy that Damn. they took that out. And I'm like, that's such an inconsequential thing to take out of a movie. You yeah, know? Was it the runtime was too long? I Maybe. Mean, it's a pretty tight film. Yeah. Because um, it's only an hour and 33 minutes. So, I mean. Yeah, maybe that extra 33 and a half seconds or, <laughs> or minutes, whatever, was yeah, just too just much. Too much, too much. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't like and we had made the decision when we were watching the movie when it hit the werewolf break i was just like put down your your notebook like yeah. i don't want i don't want to reveal um i'm going to tell you that this is the only description i will give and i think it's fair cuz it's not it's spoiler free but it is like that last chunk like after when things are starting to get revealed is amazing yeah a lot happens and yeah. like all your suspicions of who it is are confirmed, and I don't know. It, it's such an amazing reveal. 
yeah yeah um it was i didn't see a lot of it coming mm-hmm. i did i definitely i guess like the re- the grand reveal didn't happen the way that i thought was going to right yeah and um and there like within the period of like 10 minutes there are just like a movie's worth uh worth of uh twists and turns <laughs> and then uh, that is the end of the movie <laughs> it's, it, it is honestly like so worth it though yeah, yeah um i was so pleasantly surprised now i had originally when when trying to look up stuff about the movie or whatever um before watching it it w- had been described as a horror comedy there's not a whole lot of comedy in no, here. Um, I mean, I think that there's moments that are unintentionally funny. Right. And right. definitely, like as we discussed earlier on, um, the line delivery is sometimes weird. Right. But I definitely feel like this is more thriller mystery yeah. mm-hmm. than comedy. Yeah. For sure. And it's like, I mean, if you didn't have the werewolf aspect of it, like, yeah, it definitely fits more of thriller mystery than it does yeah. horror. Yeah. I mean, and again, like, it's flat out like a German shepherd in a wig. So yeah. like it's it's hardly horror at that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't fair for the fact that there are there is a werewolf transformation. And and I'll tell you, okay, like when we see the untransformation mm-hmm. from complete wolf to revealing the person, uh-huh. there is a couple of frames there where the person has like the classic like Lon Chaney Jr. like has like the Wolfman face. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm like, so disappointed. Yeah, we're, we're like. That would have been way better. <laughs> I prefer that than an actual dog, yes. <laughs> um, I also had the song Tryouts from the Human Race uh, in my head from, oh. the, from the band Sparks. <laughs> well, of course, of course. <laughs> that should have been that should have been in the soundtrack. <laughs> well, it wasn't out yet. That's womp, womp. right. Well, Two they years should, later. They should have held off. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> just for Sparks. That's right. I, I yeah. got you. <laughs> Maybe the studio that made the music video was a big fan of this movie. Huh. <laughs> But God, it's such a tight film, and I don't want to. I don't want to fluff too much on this one. Yeah. Um, so you know, I'll leave it at that. Um, definitely verdict. I highly recommend it. For I sure. I think it's a fun film, especially if you like mysteries. I think it's a fun movie. Oh yeah, if especially like old detective like movies yeah. like this this would be right up your alley if you haven't seen it yet yeah um it is available on shutter um if you have a subscription with amc plus through amazon you automatically have access to like all shutter stuff so you can do it that way which is you know kind of getting a two-for-one deal on that one it is also available for free with commercials on pluto tv Woo! um that's one that we don't bring up very often no um, well that's because it's the cousin of yeah that's right it's the cousin of tubi <laughs> um so so yeah so you've got options to watch it i definitely say it's worth checking out maybe the commercial breaks aren't too bad i don't know like yeah like that might give you a little bit better a better chance to kind of catch up with the pacing, I guess. Um, but that brings to the end this episode of Podcast Magoria's Halloween A to Z. Next up <laughs> is our C movie. C Ooh. standing for Children of the Corn. Ooh, a Stephen King. Yeah, that's that. You know, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So until next time, if you find yourself at a dinner party where people are passing around candlesticks and making you sniff stinky old wolfsbane, keep it together. Keep calm. Keep the animal inside under wraps. And more importantly, you must stay spooky. Brains. Brains. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to Podcast Magoria with Autumn and James, starring Autumn Campbell and James Davis, produced by Taryn Westphal, with music by James Davis. Like what you heard? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for posts related to Podcast Magoria Productions. And as always, stay spooky.